Welcome to the podcast. I'm Michael Vickers, the host of Becoming Preferred. On this podcast, we explore the strategies, insights, and skills of the best subject experts in business today. We have both in-depth conversations with people who've cracked the code and figured out what it takes to become preferred in the markets they serve, as well as solo episodes that focus on the fundamental elements of our Becoming Preferred strategies. Each episode turns the insights into practical advice that you can apply immediately to your small business, side gig, or startup. So if you're new to the podcast or looking for a way to tell your friends about it, you can give new listeners a taste of the podcast by visiting www.becomingpreferred-podcast.com to get started or help someone else get started. And of course, your efforts on my behalf are always appreciated. In three, two, one. There are many books on nonverbal communication or body language, but if you want to take your skills to the next level, this episode's for you. In this podcast, we're going to look at how to read and decode body language and nonverbal communication to enhance our communication and to persuade and influence people remotely. The key to interpreting nonverbal communication is to start with some guiding principles. To help us understand what to pay attention to is my guest, Elliot Hope. Elliot is the best-selling author, speaker, and coach, and trains thousands each year in his virtual and live appearances. So if you're looking for an edge in your communication, you're going to enjoy this episode. Hi, Elliot. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Thank you. It's been a little while, but uh, good to connect again. We, I'm really excited to have you as a guest on the show to talk about nonverbal communication and body language. And you and I have known each other for probably a dozen years as speakers and working on similar programs. And that's how we became friends first professionally. And I've seen what you've done over the years and how you've evolved the topic that we're talking about today and where it's migrated to. So I'm really excited for our listeners to be able to uh, get some insights from you and how they might use body language and nonverbal communication to enhance their careers, to help them get what they need, to help them influence or persuade, or at least understand what's being done to them so that they can recognize uh, the signals and decode those signals as they see them. So welcome to the program. Glad to have you. Um, why don't we start with that? Um, what is the difference between nonverbal communication and body language? Well, body language is the study of understanding what the movements are along with the words. So gestures, facial expressions, um, hand gestures, th these are all what make up an unconscious communication. So as the saying goes, the body doesn't lie. The body will reveal the true emotional states of what someone is, is saying. So if you've ever, for instance, met somebody for the first time and then you're, you're uh, unconscious, you know, you're, you're thinking to yourself, like, you know, I don't know what it is about you, but I just don't like you. You got that self-chatter going on. You're picking up <laughs> right. on something, but you really don't know what it is, right? Yeah. You can't put your finger on it. A lot of times that's incongruent behavior that you're observing, which is incongruent behavior between what you're seeing and what you're hearing, those two things. So in other words, just imagine if if you received a gift, you know, so you give a gift to someone, you go, oh, do you like it? Do you like it? And they open up the little box and they go, oh, it's beautiful. And they roll their eyes at the same time. What are you going to believe? what you saw or what you heard. Right, right. So that's that's the, and this is all happening a lot of times uh, without even awareness because it's a subconscious behavior. So you're just going through the punches. You know what the cool thing is about the brain? 
The brain weighs on the average about three pounds and it's making one billion billion calculations each and every second, neurological connections. Wow. Now this is pretty powerful. And yet mm -hmm. as powerful as that is, you know, it can only hold one thought in its mind at any one given time. Really? That's just it. one thought? Just one thought. I'll prove it to you. Imagine a blue sky with a puffy cloud and give it an animal shape. All right. All right. Now Got you're it. in, you're in Phoenix. Just, uh, just think in front of Dick's boarding good store there how warm is it there right now oh it's in the 70s heading day yeah. today yeah and then uh, up here you know imagine a fire hydrant with uh, some snow around it and some yellow snow with some paw prints what animal do you think might have done its business and maybe a, a paw could maybe a coyote yeah. a, a dog it okay could be, yeah yeah exactly so let's pause it right there so the first question is think of a blue sky with a puffy cloud and animal shape right mm -hmm. and you did you came up with an alligator a dog cat whatever and then I said, well, in Phoenix, in front of Dick's Sporting Goods Store, how warm is it? The moment you focused on that, you had no choice but to drop that animal. Right. And when I said focus on the fire hydrant, you had no choice but to drop the Dick's Sporting Goods Store and the temperature and the puffy cloud. So we cannot have two opposing thoughts in our mind at any one given time. Where does this go with body language? It goes there because your words are saying one thing, but the body is still running in the background with its gestures, facial expressions, and body movements. So that's the part there. This is where you get incongruent behavior. This is where you're observing somebody either on a Zoom call or uh, digitally, or you know, you can even have uh, inflection in your voice that's incongruent if you're just on the telephone or you're on a Zoom call with no video. And, you, and so, so body language and nonverbal communication are two different things. Well, they work hand in hand, it looks like, or yes. it sounds like. And so when you, so obviously some of it's unconscious. When we choose our words, we're actually using words that we're choosing to say. And that's conscious. But, but our, that's conscious, but in our unconscious mind is probably acting or behaving. And that's what creates the incongruency. And that's what we need to learn to decipher. So the body doesn't lie. Um, no. so we have to look for those signs of deception or decoding or where they're coming from. It gives us an insight or a clue into that. Is that, is that the way to perceive that? Yeah, absolutely. So your conscious mind is where all your language is. That's in the here and the now, in the present. That's where your emotions begin. Uh, it's also, uh, willpower, you know, everything right. is, that's the conscious side. So if you imagine a, an iceberg, for instance, uh, in the water, top 10% is exposed, 90% is under the water. That 90% under the water would be your unconscious mind. Wow. And yeah. 10% would be your conscious mind. But now what's cool is that in your unconscious mind, that's where all your pictures, memories, all your imagination, right. your recall of information, everything that's happened in the past is there. And so when people all day long, this is why I got into body language is because we all focus on words, right? Which is the conscious side of it. And being for the last 25 years in professional sales and working with sales professionals, it's interesting to note that, yes, it is important what we say, but what sometimes what isn't said is more important because that's the true emotional state of what your customer is conveying to you. Interesting. Interesting. And so what happens is you go from words to memories, to pictures, back to words, back to pictures. And so you're going from above the waterline to below the waterline, above the waterline, below the waterline, and that is what we call thought oscillation. And so when you look at the best salespeople, the best influencers and persuaders, what, what do they do? They create pictures in the person's mind. Mm. And that is subconscious. That is body language. That's nonverbal communication that's taking place. Why? Because you're being observant as to all the signals that are happening.
And you might find this interesting. Latest studies now show that in 20 minute short conversation, in 20 minute conversation, right. there's over 700 nonverbal cues being projected at you over wow. and above the spoken words. Well, so it must become intuitive to recognize them. It's, it's, I know when I first started learning from you and attending some of your programs, I would learn and look for a signal. And sometimes I would fixate on a particular signal and go, what does that mean again? It's like I'm translating it into a different language. But eventually, yeah. as you practice this, it becomes automatic to where you're aware of it, to where you're almost deciphering and reacting in an unconscious way because it's, you know, it's kind of in your brain's muscle memory, if you will. And you're learning to recognize it. So you have to be purposeful, I think, when you're looking for those signals, right? And and does that make sense? Is that the, really the best way to yeah. you know protect ourselves yeah, as well as present ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I'm doing the programs, always caution this and, and, and take into consideration this um, context and environment. This is huge. Mm -hmm. This is going to affect how a person feels. Right. You know, just imagine that you're you're in a in a social setting, speaking to somebody. You're having a great conversation, and in behind you, unnoticed to you, walks in the ex boyfriend or girlfriend. The environment just changed. The context just changed. That individual is going to behave differently now. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? right. Okay. I think and, we've all yeah, experienced so that. So you don't one, you didn't right? even know this happened, right? And you right. think it's you, right. but it's not. It's the context and environment. Uh, this, the second thing you want to pay attention to is a single word doesn't make a sentence. It's not very clear. So a single gesture is like a single word in a sentence. Mm. But a cluster of gestures, for instance, someone who takes a step back, touches their nose, rubs the back of their neck. In other words, there's a sequence happening that is more definite than just touching the nose. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, so they're, you're putting together a, a phrase or a, a paragraph, yeah. but by signals. And so one exactly. bi one builds upon the other and that comes in the logical order of the other. So we would use a word in proper sequence, not out of sequence. So it's, yeah, it's got I mean, its own the, language the, is what you're saying. The number one example yeah. of that is hands that are crossed. Mm -hmm. You know, people go, oh, you're standoffish. If your arms are crossed, you got a barrier block going on. You're, you're disconnected. Uh, that's not true because if we were down in the four corners of Chicago in February without a jacket, we'd all be standing like that just right. to stay warm. Right, right. So context right. is important and environment is important too. Context is extremely important. Wow, that's interesting. Now you've been doing this a long time, and we talked. And I know you came from the sales and marketing world, and you had a career as a trainer with major, you know, enterprise organizations, and then you branched out on your own. And I think that's where we first met. You know, literally over it must be a dozen years. And I hired you. Yeah, and what, that's right, you did. That's uh, th thank you for that. By the way, this it's long spent, so I'm I'm open for hiring again too, just in case you know. Um, but one of the things that happens in, and I know you've been into it for a long time. Maybe just talk for a minute about what they can achieve, what our listeners can achieve if they learn this and because we're only going to touch on it. We're going to focus on a particular area today in just a minute uh, because we all do Zoom meetings. We all do, you know, go to webinar meetings. We all do Microsoft team meetings. All right. We're, we're seeing each other, you know, usually from the top of the mid torso and up or their faces. So we're going to focus on that and we're going to give some clues and signals talking about eyes, mouth and um, what to look for and from a gesture point of view. But in your career, what can the listener do and why should they spend more time on it well the, the the body doesn't lie and number one when we're on zoom calls we only see you know from the chest on up the shoulders yeah, the right. face the neck and you know the background etc but we this is the cool thing about uh, communication with when you're face to face is that you have implied permission to look at the other person's face right in the facial mus muscles all this the sadness happiness um 
disgust, scorn, all of these emotions flash across the face. So what happens is when you see the other person, you can see, number one, are you congruent? You can also detect deception, right? Because right. people, you know, for self-preservation, people will protect themselves. So it's really important when, when if you're in professional sales and the, and the customer says, I have, uh, I have no money, that costs too much money. But they're gesturing with their hands, for instance. If, they're, if the, the wrists are loose when they're doing it, that means, no, there is wiggle room. It's not about money. That's just them trying to get you down a little bit. But just imagine now if I say I have no money and, I, and I, my wrist is stiff and I'm actually beating to my words, I have no money, then money is the issue. And it's the same thing as if you're standing up and people are worried about money, they'll start jingling their keys or, or coins in their pockets. So these are all unconscious behaviors that your body will go to, to soothe you or to give you confidence or to give you the next step. Right. Can you be, pro so, so when we look for those signs or those signals and we try and interpret them, that's when maybe the message we're attending a meeting, we're watching what's going on. Sometimes when we're presenting as well as professionals or business owners, maybe we're trying to get a new client relationship. Sometimes we can come across wrong. If we're not feeling maybe confident, uh, sometimes we send the wrong, wrong signals. Are there things we should be paying attention to? If, if there were two or three things that we should always pay attention to, to, because our goal all, obviously is to build trust and credibility and authority and rapport. So what are some of those strategies that we can do quickly that work to, you know, help build trust uh, in the person we're talking to or the person we're trying to influence or at least pay attention to them and, or don't do, are there some okay. do's and don'ts that you'd recommend? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. So a lot of times I'm asked like, you know, what do you pay attention to? And, and believe it or not, I say the feet, the feet don't lie. And because the feet will tell you exactly where the heart and the brain want to go. Interesting. So just imagine that you're in a network session and I'll get to how this works on Zoom in just a second. But yep. just in context, just imagine that you're in a network situation. When we're interested in each other, our belly buttons are basically pointing towards each other. We're facing each other. Right. And if you really want influence, go right eye to right eye. That's another element there too of, of likability and trust and, you know, so... The feet, if you're bored, if the person is bored with you, if you want to move on to another group within the organized, you know, the, the room, the feet will point towards the window exit or door, the point of interest. But now in a Zoom call, you can't see the feet. No. But what you can do is when a person is talking and they're in a swivel chair, the moment they start showing disinterest, they'll start to move away. They'll actually pivot their chair towards the side, right? which is very symbolic of the same thing of the feet going towards a window exit or a door. So the easiest thing to do is backtrack back to something that was of common, you know, a couple of points back and then immediately the chair will center up again and you'll be facing the camera again and then you can retry another strategy. Well, you talk about mirroring, like in your programs and in your book, you really, yeah. when we first meet people to establish trust and rapport and likability, to use your word, is we try and mirror what their behavior is. So when we first connect, uh, whatever that is, is we want to try and get them in sync with us as soon as possible or connected yes. as soon as possible. Get them relaxed because they might be, it might be a first meeting. And typically we're used to, you know, pre-COVID, we could go meet with people and meet in their office, lots of tells. We'd look around their office, see what's going on. We had lots of clues on how we might approach the meeting, maybe their personality style, their type. You know, we've all gone through those things. Um, with this, we're very limited in, in those cues. But what you're saying is those cues are present. 
if we look for them. So there's more than one way to communicate. So if we're sitting, there's one way to communicate that can mean the same thing as if we're standing or if we're in a live environment. Oh, yeah, sure. Because with the brain speaks to the hands more often than any other body part because we're constantly gesturing. So if the camera, if you can see the person's gestures, you can look at is are their fingers wide apart? Are they together? Are they gesturing with fists? You can make, you can already begin to see the paralanguage or the sublanguage that's happening, which is nonverbal. Mirroring is where, you know, you lean forward, the other person leans forward, you become like the other person. And in the brain, there's a thing called a mirror neuron, which is also sometimes referred to as a monkey see, monkey do neuron. And the mirror neurons is that's the same thing as if I yawn or yeah. someone yawns in the room, all of a sudden you, Start yawn, yawning, you have yeah. no intention. That's the mirror <laughs> neuron. That's, that's rapport. That's, uh, that's yeah. like, it's happening unconsciously. Right. It's communication or you itch, you scratch your face or you, you know, you bring up a glass of water halfway to your mouth and all of a sudden everybody else is grabbing their water. This is ident. This is, I, this is golden. Because that is how you test to see if you are in rapport. So if you pick up that water glass and somebody else picks up their water glass, now you are leading. This is the time to ask for what you want if you're in professional sales or if you're trying to ethically influence or persuade somebody. That's interesting. This is the Becoming Preferred podcast with our guest, Elliot Hope. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored in part by Rainmaker Digital Solutions featuring ActiveCampaign. Looking to drive growth with customer experience automation? ActiveCampaign, the number one marketing automation platform for e-commerce, B2C, and B2B companies, gives you the email marketing, marketing automation, and CRM tools you need to create incredible customer experiences. ActiveCampaign is the platform we use to reach, nurture, convert, and grow our business, and you can use it to grow yours. You can see why 150,000 plus businesses like yours choose ActiveCampaign to help them grow and become preferred in the markets they serve. You can start your free trial by visiting our website and clicking on the Active Campaign trial link. And as a bonus, we'll also give you a digital copy of my best-selling book, Becoming Preferred, How to Outposition, Outsell, and Outexperience the Competition. And in the interest of full disclosure, I am a shareholder in that company. Now for the rest of my conversation with Elliot Hope. So when, let's get, let's move to the face. Um, I mean, pre-COVID, again, we could meet with people on a one-to-one basis, and so lots more to look at. We had a broader canvas, if you will and a, you know, a bigger array of signals to look for on, you know, with zoom meetings and, and everyone doing live events, um, not everyone knew how to do zoom meetings and they show up and they might have a cluttered background. They're sitting too high. They're sitting too low. Their microphone, their sound isn't proper. Their lighting's bad. All of which go to the influence of, you know, how we're going to persuade and influence. Right. But let's talk about the face. Cause that's the, you know, the, the part that they get to see on a regular basis. So what should we be paying attention to when it comes to the face or upper torso? Okay. So the upper torso, let's start with the neck. Okay. Yep. And then we'll move, migrate up towards the face uh, and end up with the eyes. All right. So if you see somebody you're speaking with, rub the back of their head. So they make a statement or just before they're about to make a statement, they rub the back of their head. That's a soothing gesture. That's vulnerability. Okay, so you're looking for that from the shoulders perspective. What, what would that mean? What what does that mean? So they're rubbing the back Discomfort. of the neck. They're about to, they're just they're uncomfortable. Yeah, they're uncomfortable or they're feeling vulnerable at some in some way. You, you know, you don't know nervous, not so sure yeah, of themselves, right. not confident, whatever. That's right. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, someone rubs the neck, I mean, just imagine if you're driving along the you know, and someone cuts you off. Legitimately, they did not see you. You happen to be in their blind spot. And you give a little toot, they look in the rear view mirror, they look back. What's the first thing they do? They rub the back of their neck. Yeah. Right? Because well, they felt vulnerable. They 
must yeah, have, must have been an honest mistake. But it really does trigger, and this is the point. So let's say somebody does cut you off, right? And right. you maybe get some body language gestures pointed, or, or or you decide to you know express yourself with a gesture. Um, it sends a signal and can create another opposite reaction. So it can trigger a very negative reaction and a, a primitive reaction to where somebody now wants to fight you or you're feeling threatened because you're, you know, you feel like maybe your life just, uh, it's the old fight or flight, right? You felt like your life just got threatened sure. and we react accordingly. So words and actions and motions can have that impact. It's like if I get into your space and I get too close to you, um, you might feel more threatened versus if I stand back. So proximity, and I know you talk about proximics and the yes. importance of that. All right, so moving from the neck up, where, where do we start right. paying attention to? Well, let's just go just with the shoulders. Let's just stay at the shoulder for a quick second. Yeah. If you see one shoulder raise up, just add the words, I don't know in there. That's right. Uh, just, I don't know. If two shoulders come up, that's the same as you rubbing the back of your neck. That's vulnerability. Oh, right. Yeah. So you're like, you're going to look at those like two a shrug. gestures. Exactly. Like a shrug. Yeah. That's right. Like a shrug. Interesting. Okay. So one shoulder is like, I don't know. And then you're looking up. Now, if you move up, let's look at the chin. Yep. If someone is looking up, if their chin goes up, that's a sign of confidence. But once again, you're when you're protecting your neck, and especially if you get angry, when people get angry, they drop their chin in effort. It's symbolic of covering up the neck area right? Mm -hmm. And even boxers, they'll tuck their chin in as well, you know, when, they, when they're in, in a sparring or in a fight. And it's also, it's a sign of dangerous demeanor. When someone is about to strike, they'll drop their chin just before that. And then the focal uh, gaze goes to the forehead, to the third eye area, right. as opposed to where it's, we're usually looking, which is the left eye of the other person. So most people don't really pay attention to which eye they look at, but mostly you look in the left eye of the other person when you're speaking to them. Yeah, that's interesting. And then peripherally, you gaze down to the chin area. Right. And that's how you're kind of looking at the other person. Unless you're analytical, then analyticals will drop down below the, uh, the chin area to the chest area. And if you're standing, sometimes they'll even gaze peripherally all the way to the feet. Wow. Now, sometimes that, with the that'll chin. That'll tip you off what kind of personality they are. Yeah. Well, I've noticed with the chin, sometimes when you look at some of our, our leaders and political leaders and things, you'll see them standing in there. It almost has a smug look to it when the chin's raised. It almost looks yeah. like I'm being overconfident and maybe overcompensating on that one. Like I'm, you know, it's got a, I, I'm proud. Um, yeah. And, and it's so, not, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, proud, cocky, arrogant, you know, <laughs> all those uh, things as well. Yeah. So, so let's go to the mouth on yeah. that note. Yeah. So, if the chin comes up and you have a half-fiend smile, just a half-fiend smile, not a not a symmetrical but asymmetrical smile. Yeah. That is contempt, mm -hmm. and that is the most powerful negative emotion that can be flashed at you. Contempt. Is contempt. That's moral superiority. That means I am better than you. So just imagine if you if you just do contempt, you you raise one cheek up, put your chin up, and then exhale through your nose. You know that's like oh yeah, I'm mm -hmm. in control here. Yeah, that's right. And this is where you know, and and it just makes you makes you feel that way, right? And if you look at the eyes, our blink rate is on the average about 12 to 14 blinks per minute. Mm -hmm. But you can't really read too much into that because people have dry eyes, contact lens issues, could have hay fever, etc. But once again, it's just another reaction that the unconscious mind does. Like we don't pay attention to how often we blink. We just blink when we need to blink. Right. right. It's the same as, you know, if you 
if you work out and you begin to perspire, you don't look for a sweat switch. You're right. It's just automatic. That's the unconscious mind taking (laughs) care of all of that. Right. But because we don't pay attention to our blink rate, what's interesting is it's awesome for detecting deception. So you just imagine like a little, uh, a kid, you know, five years old, you know, and you go, Hey, did you take a cookie? And they'll come up and they'll say, no. And then they cover their eyes or they'll cover their ears or they'll cover their mouth right after they say no. Right. That's what a little kid does. But as adults, we mask our deception. Mm. Mm-hmm. So instead of covering our eyes, we'll just kind of like pick the sleep out of the corner of our eyes, or we'll, we'll, you know, just touch the corner of our mouth as if we have some crumbs over there, or we'll touch our earlobe. But sometimes when we do not touch the face, the eyes will flicker two or three times very quickly. So in other words, the blink rate changes just before the comment is said or just after the comment is said that's a red flag so that's something to you know pursue a little bit further I rephrase the second question yeah and come back every parent has seen that one you know raising children you know we with ours like <laughs> every parent knows when their kids fibbing or telling a lie or you know bs in it trying to pull something off there so you watch them and you see it and you just go yeah. i know you're lying they, they don't know how why they're like what signals they're giving off but every parent kind of sees that and I, I mean, everyone has their tells, right? And and we know with, you know, poker players, you know, this is how they play the game. So they want to, and, and which is an important part as well. So after we get through the eyes, I want to talk about what the, what can we do in order to instill confidence and how do we present ourselves and what should be things we pay attention to. So we got the, you know, the eyes and we got the nose, we got the mouth touching face, anything else we should be paying attention to, you know, with neck and shoulders? Well, just, you know, just in case some listeners are poker players, because you just mentioned the word poker. Yeah. um, Another unconscious reaction that we can't control, you have no control over it, is excitement. And what happens is just imagine you pull over a pair of aces, Mm -hmm. you know, or a a great hand. Yeah. Your pupils will automatically dilate. Mm. And that's why they wear sunglasses is because not to tip off your pupil dilation when you turn over the cards. A lot of people think it's the floodlights from the main table, but go outside of the main table where the lights are normal and they still wear sunglasses. It's because they don't want to give off those tells. Well, the eyes don't lie. I mean, I know you've done work with the border patrols, you know, in different countries and, and teaching them when they're interviewing people coming into the country and questions and what they're looking for and tells and whatever. Yeah. So it's there's so much that goes on with just the face. If we're looking at the face, we can pay attention to it. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. And then for interest, you know, look at the head nod. Make sure that head nod is incongruence uh, with with the words and the actions. And there's a thing called calibration. Calibration is where you're talking about the non-business related conversation, the small talk before the, the meat and potatoes of the meeting. Yeah. Pay attention to a person, how they gesture. What is their normal gesture rate? What are some of the, what's some of the paralanguage that they use? Find out what is their vocal tonality. Now, this is nonverbal communication now. Mm-hmm. Instead of body language, you're calibrating the nonverbals. Right. Because what happens is once the meeting starts and emotions go up, emotions go down, so will the inflection in their voice. So will their gestures and mannerisms. And you touched upon proxemics before. You'll see when people walk into a boardroom, we have this this area on the boardroom, some real estate. It's that's you know 
goes along with that chair. Yeah. And what, when people are confident, they'll walk in and they'll they'll put their books down and they'll kind of move their water glasses and their pens and everything to the perimeter of this imaginary area that's theirs. But pay attention when someone is feeling vulnerable in the boardroom, these peripherals start to come closer in. In other words, I reach out for the very far of the, you know, get my water glass from the corner of my, my real estate. I take a sip and then I put it plunk right in front of me close. Right. That's a tell. That means whatever was said or what's on the table being said, now I'm feeling vulnerable. So yeah, your security a, blanket, it's your teddy bear. Ball. It's your, exactly. you're, you're, exactly. you're circling in the wagons, right? So if you're feeling threatened yep. or whatever exactly. the case is. So are there things, Elliot, when we are presenting on online and I know, you know, we've talked about uh, in the past, you and I, just how you present online, you know, headroom, where we, our backgrounds, our proper lighting. Are there things that we should just absolutely avoid at all costs when we're on a Zoom meeting, which will send the wrong signal almost every time? Or are there things that we can do yeah. to, you know, position ourselves so that we're coming across in a confident and, you know, engaged way? Okay, so let's let's look at what not to do. Yeah. The, the, the easiest not to do is do not touch your face at any point in time when you're speaking. All right. Mm -hmm. That is a sign of deception and your unconscious mind, the other person, even if they're not, you know, uh, schooled on, on deceptive de techniques, if, if I'm speaking and I'm constantly putting my fingers in front of my lips, right. Then immediately you're, you're going to have that spidey sense go off. They're going to have that sixth sense. You're going to have some intuition. You're going to question what I'm saying. And the reason if I'm deceptive is in your nose lobe and your ear lobes, you have little tiny blood vessels and we're, we're not designed to lie. So if a person does actually tell a fib, those little vessels, those blood vessels get engorged with blood and they begin to itch. So a lot of people, when they're, when they're talking and they're doing something that's deceptive, they'll either, like I said earlier, rub their eyes or rub the nose or touch their ears or touch their mouth. So if you do have a legitimate itch, because we all get legitimate right. itches, right. ask a question. And as the other person is answering you, then touch your face. Use that as the transition to that's buy yourself right. some time and do that. Um, anything else we should be, so don't touch our face that we should avoid that. Anything. What about eye contact? So with a lot of people, you know, when you're on a zoom call or a web meeting, you're looking at yourself or you're watching the, the screen to see the other person. So if you're making a point or a key point, you know, you've always talked about always make good eye contact with it, not in a threatening way, but how can we use our eyes to, uh, remove our, you know, or build trust and remove any fear from the, the person we're talking to? Well, just be sincere and genuine. Just just be be in the moment. Yes, the person may not be looking at you directly. They'll be looking down at their keyboard. Uh, the key thing is to have the camera at least at your eye level or just slightly above. That will then give the you know the wonderful um, viewpoint from your listener that you're looking straight at them as opposed to looking down. But some people don't have that ability to do it. And realize that when the person is even looking down at you on their screen, you're still looking at their head nods, the head tilt. You're still looking at their gestures, mannerism. You're looking at their tonality, pacing of the words, inflection. All of that is still absolutely visible on a, on a digital call. So it's really about understanding all of these signals and how we come across. So it's an awareness issue, really. Like we were, a lot of us are conscious of our words. Uh, but we're not always conscious of how we project our from our body language point of view. 
And so it's, right. it's but it is a learned skill. It's yeah. like learning any language. You know, you can learn Punjab, you can lose Cantonese, you can lose, you know, Russian, you can learn any language you want to learn. But the key thing is we are all pre-wired so the learning is easy. It's not like learning a whole new language. It's just simply being aware of it and paying attention. So, well, in your book, uh, Body Language Boardroom Basics, you say that decoding body language isn't natural. So knowing how to project you know, persuasive signals or decode deception you know, needs to be learned, and it's easily learned. And you go yes. into a lot of detail in your books and in your programs. And when people get this, and you talk about manipulation and influence and you know the differences. And yes. because a lot of these things are being done to them in mar through marketing and through their messages or listening to leaders. And if they pay attention, because I know in your live programs, you actually show examples and videos. And if people go to your site, they can see different, you know, uh, videos or get information on what that could look like. But there's yes. just so much to look for. So it's really about awareness and learning what that language is and what that means and, or what it could mean. And then bringing it all together under one place and, and um, you know, helping us present in our most favorable light, as well as being aware of what's being said to us. Exactly. And that's going to help you influence people better. It's going to help you with EI, emotional intelligence. It's going to give you empathy. It's going to give you trust, dependability, reliability, all those wonderful things that build trust, trustworthiness. And the key thing is if you look at the whole formula of trust and everything at the very, very top is rapport. And that's right. really what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And it's coming across in your most, I mean, first impressions are everything. We do judge books by their cover. So it's really about how we present it. So what you wear, how you dress, how you stand, how you shake hands, how, you know, firmness, there's so many, there's so much, you know, when it comes to body language and nonverbal, so many areas, and we'll have to have you back so we can talk about some of those areas because, uh, you know, particularly as we start to meet on a one-on-one -on -one basis again, I think that's going to be important. Now, um, Elliot, is, you know, just in wrapping up, we want to stand under our timelines, but uh, this has always been as informative and helpful as ever. If uh, people want to learn about your programs, they can find you at www.paramountlearning.com. Is that right? That's absolutely correct, yes. So www.paramountlearning.com. And we'll also post all your contact information in our show notes at www.becomingpreferred-podcast.com. So again, that's becomingpreferred-podcast.com. You'll find all the show notes. Now you have a special offer that we're going to give to our listeners. So if they visit the show notes or your website on those links, I believe you're offering a copy of a digital copy of your book, Body Language Boardroom Basics, complimentary. That's right. Yeah. Just simply go to the website and enter it in an immediate download right to your inbox. And what are they going to learn in there? They're going to learn everything, like the premise of body language communication. Um, it's going to it's going to be a great overview from head to toe, um, as well as context, environment, um, also the different types of body language to read. Um, it's quite informative. It's it's a fun read. Oh, that's all. Awesome. Well, we're very generous of you providing that for our listeners, and they'll be able to find all the information around you, whether they want you for an uh, in-house event. Uh, virtual event. I know you're busy doing those with uh, the age of COVID as professional speakers. We've kind of had to resort to doing hybrid and virtual um, events for our livelihood, but hopefully we get back speaking to live audiences as soon as possible. And we look forward to seeing you on stage. Terrific. 
So that's Elliot Hope with Paramount Learning on talking on nonverbal communication and body language. And again, you can visit us at www.becomingpreferred-podcast.com. We'll have everything in the show notes. And again, Elliot, many thanks. And we'll look forward to having you on a future episode. Look forward to it. All the best. All right. Cheers. Thank you for listening to and supporting the show. It's always appreciated. Our sponsors help make this possible, so please consider supporting those who support us. You don't need to remember all the links and codes talked about on the podcast. You can find them all in one place at becomingpreferred-thepodcast forward slash resources. This podcast is created and associated with Summit Media. My production team is Beth Smith, Jenny Lyon, and Kendra Vickers. The fee for this show is that you share it with friends when you find something useful or interesting. Goodbye.